God works in mysterious ways, you see. You just got to pay attention to the signs. They out there. Sometimes you got to be still. Do you know how powerful you are? 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 Tune in every Monday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time to the Shanti Helena Show. You're going to learn about relationship tips. You're going to learn how to better your relationship. You're going to learn how to be a better person. And most of all, you're going to learn how to boss up. So don't forget, tune in every Monday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. It's Shanti Halima. Hey, Hustle God. So are you ready to confess and tell us your story? Damn, confess? I'm ready to tell my story, though. Hey, you gotta, hey, from reading everything about you, I was just like, whoa, this girl has a lot going on. And guess what, ladies? She is from Cali, Oakland, Cali. Oakland. Uh, <laughs> East Oakland. You feel me? Yes, real yes. Oakland. The real Oakland. Not Born and raised. Look, the real, real. Not the fake, fake, but the Re- real, real. That real thing. That real thing. That real thing. Like three generations in this thing. Okay. I'm real Oakland. Yes. So, hustle, guys. So, tell us a little bit about yourself. Give us a little background about who you are. Uh, you feel me? I'm I'm a, I'm a mother of two from Oakland. Uh, I got five college degrees. Um, you feel me? I used to be in the streets before. I, after I found my way out the streets, I found my way in college. Went to school. Got hella sick. The shit damn near took my life from me. And finding myself, finding my way back through that is kind of how I recreated Hustle Guys. Started a record label, an entertainment company. Wrote a book. Uh, started doing A and R. Dropped the album. And now I'm just just trying to teach people how to become a powerful creator in their own lives too. Wait a minute, wait. You said five degrees. Okay, I need to dig a little bit deeper. How, wait, where's your degree even? Because when I read that, I was like, whoa. And, and I'm cool laude. <laughs> and I'm cool laude with five oh, degrees. Wow. See, yeah. you never judge a book by its cover. You know. Yeah, people always misjudge me. Cause I'm a real nigga too. <laughs> exactly, you feel me? And that's so, and that's why I like doing my podcast show because I want people to hear everyone's stories. Because based off that thirty seconds, I know you're probably like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. So tell us what about um your college degrees? Like, what? How did you convert from in the streets to going to school? Like, what happened in that transition? I've always kind of been a dork my whole life. Uh, even when I was little, like I, one of my uncles went to college and I seen him taking like trig and I would look at his trig books and I wanted to be a doctor because I wanted to be out of the hood and I thought doctors were the smartest people in the world. So when I was a little kid, I still had dreams, you feel me? So I was trying to be the smartest person in the world when I was a little kid. But then by the time I was like 10 or 11 years old, life really hit me, you feel me? And I had to get out in the streets and make it on my own. And I always knew that I didn't want to be there. That never was where I wanted to be, but that's just where I, I ended up. So I was just always trying to figure out a way out of that shit. The whole time I was in it, just trying to think how I'm going to get out of this shit, man. You feel me? I, I was like, when sh- uh, shit got real ugly for me, I almost got killed. I almost got shot, got killed while I was pregnant. So I was like, oh, I really got to get the hell out of here. So I, this, a, a place to run for me from the streets was always like school. So okay. basically, that, that's what happened. I ran to school and 
I was, I, I didn't even really know what I wanted to do. By the time I got my first two degrees, I didn't even know I had did enough classes to get two degrees. I was just, just I was just, go, do, man, just going and just learning so much different shit. And so I ended up trying to transfer to the four-year university because I was trying to be, I was, I was like, okay, I'm going to be an x-ray tech. I was trying to do the x-ray tech program. The first time I ended up getting busted and going to jail, caught a case. Uh, drop I stopped it. and then by the time I tried to go back they had changed all of the requirements to get into the program so I was like man fuck this shit but then I was like okay you know what this is the only thing I see myself doing like converting from this to the streets because x-ray tech at that time I was making like $30 an hour so I was like yeah I can live with this so I was like okay I gotta go back in there and go hard for my x-ray shit and at the same time I was trying to fight my cases to get them reduced because you can't be an x-ray tech with no cases so I was, I was fighting to get my cases reduced. I had to pay like $10,000 to get, to get my cases reduced. And then I was like, forget it. Went back to school. And when I didn't get an x-ray school the first time, I called my ex husband like, man, they didn't even let me in what I should do. And then, so he, he had his brother call me. His brother went to Lincoln, Nebraska, played football at Lincoln, Nebraska. And so, uh, uh, I forget the name of the college. Lincoln. Yeah, that's the name of the college mm-hmm. in Nebraska. So the Huskers, the Huskers. So he was like, man, so you should just transfer to the four year. Take some classes in a four-year university that you're still going to be taking in your program. And then when you go to your program, you'll be headed of the game. So I was like, all right, cool. So all I did was look for a program that had hella physics classes in it because I knew I was going to need to learn hella physics for x-ray. So that's how I chose my kinesiology degree. And then I found out at the same time when I was transferring that I already had earned two degrees. So I already had two degrees. Then I earned two more when I transferred. Then I, I went back and earned my x-ray degree. Oh, my goodness. So while you was in school... Um, was you building your empire? Nope. I just started building an empire in 2015 when I uh, when I got so sick I couldn't work. So I became an x-ray tech. I was making $150,000 a year. I was already sick when I was in x-ray school. But the, ex- the, the, the hospital that trained me loved me so much that they like, they hid it with me. They worked with me. They knew I was sick. But we all kind of thought that eventually like I would find my, find, figure out what it was and get better. But that didn't happen. They hired me and I kept getting sicker and sicker and sicker and sicker to the point where they was like, we don't even think you're taking care of yourself. We're going to take you off the schedule. So that's what they did. They took me off the schedule. They gave me six months. They, I, I checked, they checked up with me in six months. They was like, what's going on? I'm like, it, it's not looking good. And so they was like, what you want to do? I was like, I'm just go ahead and resign. I gave them my position and told them to give it to someone else. And so that's what, what happened. And I started fighting for my retirement. Um, I, it took me four years to get my retirement. And right the day that I, it was on Valentine's Day, it was my last day working. The next day I woke up, I had a a vision to start a record label. And I'm like, I don't know about no goddamn record label. I don't know how to start no record label. But but the most high gave me the vision. And so uh, right when he gave me the vision to do that, I'm like, nah, nah, nah. So I'm riding in the car. My stepdaughter, mind you, me and her kind of like way funky. But I ended up riding with a car on a flute. And she played this music. I'm like, oh, this kind of slap. Who is this? She like, that's your son. I'm like, hell no, ain't my son. So I'm listening. To, it's my stepson, her, her brother. I'm like, oh, she, he got flow, he got gas. I'm trying to start a label too. I, it must be meant to be. So I try to start the label with him first, but he won't. He still want to be hanging in the streets, thugging and shit. So I'm like, no, nah, I can't be messing with no artist that's thugging. My life is too precious for that. So mm-hmm. I end up messing with my cousin, and I was like, I'm finding out she can rap. I'm like, all right, come on, let's go, let's do it. I make, I make a couple songs with her. She ain't, she, she, she falling off cause she ain't about her business. So then my kids keep saying, let us do it. Push us, push us. I'm like, man, y'all ain't never, y'all don't even know. Yeah, I don't know nothing about this shit. So I know y'all don't know shit about it. So hell no, this ain't no game. This real money out here. This really ain't no joke. So one day I'm waiting on my girl cousin, the artist to come over. I got all these beats. We supposed to work on these beats. 
I'm listening to the beats. I'm over there working by myself. And then the kids come out like, see, you keep on messing with these grown-ups that ain't, they don't want to really do nothing. You keep passing us up and we trying to tell you we want to do it. I'm like, you know what? You right. So right at that moment, and you can look at this video. It's on our YouTube channel, Flex Game Enterprise. It's, you can look at it. They sit in the video. We, they make their first song in the video, in the liberal, and they call hit them, hit them, drop. I'm told them to make a dance on it. Make a dance on the song. Blow up like Fateway. We really, Lightway, Fateway blew up in Oakland, and we kind of really put Oakland back on the map. Flex Game ENT, you can check us out. My song, K Band, got a song with Einer Banks. He the one did the first hook on the first song on Einer Banks' album, K Band. And then after oh he did God. the first hook, yeah, we the ones really got Einer Banks moving out here. I, I got all them videos on my YouTube channel. Einer Banks got his final took at the first meet and greet we did with Berkeley High. My oldest son went to Berkeley High. I had all the kids come meet up with us. He really got he got moving after that. My sons did the first freestyle with his little ukulele right there. Man, Einer Banks done left his ukulele and my sons then went back and got it for him. Like real shit. But they start acting funny because they was basically like, oh, well, give us your sons to manage and, and you got to step out the way. I was like, nah, I'm cool. No. I don't stress nobody anyway. <laughs> and I'm good. So after I said no, it's like everybody in Oakland started putting like a block on us to not even be able to do nothing, to go nowhere, to tell people don't work with us. Like real, real shady ass shit. <clears throat> so I was like, you know what? Forget it. We not we, we don't need none of them. We gonna just keep doing what we doing. So that's what we did. And then eventually my sickness had got so bad that I couldn't even get up no more. I was just laying there in the bed, in the darkness, shaking, shitting on myself, throwing up. Like, it was nothing else I could do. I couldn't do it no more. I was already hella getting hella sicker while we was doing it. And, and my oldest son, I had got him his license. So he was driving. I was teaching him how to build the business and everything. But it, everything just fell apart. I got hella sick. Everything fell apart. When I got hella sick, I think my kids had kind of gave up on me because I, I had been like, to, and they I had been so successful to them. So at this point, like everything just falling apart. Like we had this like great ass life doing all this uh, wonderful stuff to like you sitting in the house with your mama just butt naked, 90 pounds, you know, crying and all day, every day in total darkness. Like, I, like you know, so my oldest son, he, he left, he left and uh, he was gone. He just, he was like, he couldn't take it no more. So he cut and it was just me and my baby together. My baby was like, mama, I'll be here with y'all, watch you die. So I was like, cool, that's all I need. That was all I needed to just push myself. So at that time, my mama had discovered some shit called some Gerson therapy that I never ever heard of before. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I don't want to try it, but I was at my last resort. So I was like, forget it, I tried. It. it was bringing me back. So when my son left, I had just started doing my therapy. So I just kept doing that and kept building this kept building this brand working with my brand working with the, the label still but not as much as i used to do so it, it was really to a point where i couldn't do nothing like if i was able to get up and get on instagram uh once or twice a day that was big for me that was like the highlight of my day you know even getting to look at my phone it was so bad i couldn't even look at my phone the majority of the time so like if i had like an hour or so a day where i could just uh look at my phone i would be grateful and, and so uh and that's how bad it was. So I, at that time, I was just using that little bit of time to try to keep whatever I can keep going with the momentum. But oh, I could, you I really could tell like it was all. You walking testimony. You like, oh my goodness. Like, so how is your health now? <laughs> are you are you good today? I, I got much better. I would say that I'm about 40% better than where I was like a year ago. Uh, than all, when it all started. So I'm a, I'm a lot better like now. Like, uh, I got like three, some, some, something happened where like the, the fluid from my spine came out, and uh, basically I got three ruptured discs in my neck, and then I got degenerative disc disease and disc desiccation. Mm -hmm. I got radiculopathy down my legs. 
So I busted my legs to go numb. Um, it just, it, man, I have headaches, migraines. I have uh, brain fog, mental fatigue. Um, I go through exhaustion phases when my body just shuts down. Uh, I have pain, um, pain all over. Mm. I have fibromyalgia. Is what I was diagnosed with fibromyalgia. Uh, and so I have these tumors. They grow all over my body, but they're benign. But they grow all over my body, and they get really, really hard. And so they make it hard to move. They just shut my body down. So you feel me? So now, I, what happened when I came back like a year ago is I start. I, I was I was started going through this. I started when I started trying to heal. I the doc gave up on the doctors because the doctors gave up on me. So I have been studying theology since I was like first started college because I had didn't believe in God because I had this hard ass life from a little kid. I had a hard life. My parents was on crack when I was like one years old, since I was one years old. And so they, we never had shit. We never had nothing. I never lived in a house with my parents that had their own place or that lived together. Like I never had that life. My mom was a hoe. My mom became a prostitute by the time I was like 10 years old, I think. And her mama was a prostitute before that. And so you feel me? My grandma died at AIDS. Her mama died at age shooting heroin in the lower bottles west Oakland. So I really come from that kind of really that life. People really just can't imagine that. Mm. But yes, I really, really come from that kind of life. So uh, it just, it just, it just, it just, the cars fell. I just dealt, played the cars I was dealt. And so I ended up getting myself to where I am so far from that that people can't even believe like that's really was my life. But, but you know what? Yeah, it's really that's a- how generational curse. And you just stepped in and broke that curse. Because look at your kids. Boom. You're setting a foundation for your children. Boom. For your children, children. And everyone, you know, everybody family, because my mama was on drugs too. A lot of people like, what? Yeah, so it's a lot of things in our generations that we have to eventually stop. Not saying if it's a curse or a curse, but it's a... It's a no, that's, that's right. You're right. You know, it's a cycle. Yeah, it's just keep repeating. Day. We keep repeating right. it. Just keep repeating. Exactly. So you was the ignorant. One that's to the ignorant. You the one that actually yes. stopped it, and you like, hey, yes. the devil, you ain't finna win over here because this ain't what it is. Yeah. At the end of the day. Yeah. And yeah. You yeah. See how it's trying to attack you, attack your body, your man, body. man. When you, when you go you try to be with the most high, that thing will come. You sound a well, I'm will... like, she ain't sick. She living life. Man, I'm trying to, that's why so many people hate me. So many people hate me because when I was down, it was like, ah, ha, 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 Now I'm doing better than them same people that was pointing at. Y'all sitting there wasting y'all time, ah, ha, ha, and at me. And I'm telling y'all, I'm going to get back and I'm going to run laps around you. Because that's what I do. I run laps. I do it for fun. So y'all better quit ha, ha, and at me and start running. So a lot of people mad because they, 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 now they can't, they still want to ha, ha at me, but they can't figure out how the fuck did I just come from that to, where I'm at right now, so a lot exactly. of people really just like. Oh my god! A lot of people just Girl, like price jumped on it. Look, I don't even know you, but you know what? If if y'all don't hear this story right here, meaning that you cannot give up on your dreams, you cannot give up on no because she has been never storm. Like I feel like I know her. Like she's my sister already. I'm over here for the five Like you, you hear her story. So at the end of the day. There is no excuse on why you cannot succeed and be what you want to be. Because a lot of people always say, well, no one taught me. Let me tell you something. You got university, you got connections, you got social media. There's so many people out here that can help you. And like I tell people, it's sometimes the people in your face every day from your family and friends that don't support you. You shall go on. Don't use that. You got to keep pushing. You got to keep pushing. Like, nobody support me. I'm really running my whole enterprise by myself. My kids even don't even, didn't even believe. Now they starting to believe. 
and we did, just started to come back together. But that's how I, my whole thing is become a powerful creator and teaching people to realize your purpose. Like we all have a purpose. And like what I learned from this whole thing is like, don't give up. Like, and I learned also that a lot of people are in that darkness. And what I wanted to do was help a lot of people out of that darkness. And so I kept start giving these messages and I asked the most high to give me a message that I could, that I, that could be, that could be, uh, that I could articulate in a way that people could get it where it wasn't broken up. And that's how I came up with Become a Powerful Creator, Realize Your Purpose. It's just about teaching people that we all have a purpose. And you have to just take your time and discover it and, and align with it and affirm it, confirm it, affirm it, and start living in it. And and I so the, the straight steps that I use to get back my life. And that's that's really what it's, the Become a Powerful Creator is all about. It's like realizing like you can create your reality. Like... I, didn't, I was laying there in the bed, sitting there fucked up. And I was like, oh, hell no, this ain't going to be my reality. So I had to do the work. I had to start juicing. And I had to start doing the animals. You got to do the work. People don't understand. You got to do the work. So that's the biggest thing. Like, you, it ain't really no affirmations. All that, oh, I could do it. I'm I'm the greatest. I'm, you can say that shit all day. If you sit on the couch, you ain't nothing but sitting on the couch. So you got to be getting up and doing great shit. If you're no, going to be a great person, words like you could say, I'm great. Your actions got to beat your words. Your actions got to beat your words. You got to exceed your own expectations every day. Nothing going to happen if you're sitting there. So even though I was sick and I didn't have no help, I was still getting up with, I could barely walk. I couldn't walk. I couldn't walk. I got a walker. I still keep my walker in the trunk of my car. Like, I don't know. Anytime I feel I just like PTSD. I had a, I was on a walker. When I got on that walker, that was like, oh, hell no. I'm on a walker. I'm on a walker, bro. I'm on a walker. I couldn't do it. I was cool with the cane. Then when I got to the walker, I was like, nah, it's, 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 it, I gotta, it's gotta be something in me that gotta that say that it's enough. So it, all it is, it's gotta just be something in you that say it's enough. And right now I feel like people have, have had enough of struggling. I've had enough of stressing. I've had enough of being oppressed. Have had enough of being depressed. Have just have had enough of things going wrong. Have had enough of the negativity. Had enough of the hating. Had enough of the bad vibes. Even though they still attracted to it, they had enough. So people looking for something, you know, to bring them back to the light, you know. And that's just what my whole thing is about right now. Like I found my way back to the light. I wanna, I wanna help inspire other people to like bring their life back to the light and see like life is still beautiful. You feel me? Like life is still good. Like I'm so blessed because I used to just pray to be able to open my eyes and see the sunshine. Like I used to just pray like, ooh, I can't wait to hear that that sound of the birds chirping outside and to hear the leaves blowing when the wind blowing through the window. Cause when I was sick, I couldn't hear nothing. I couldn't feel nothing but pain. I was doing, I was stuck in agony. So mm-hmm. as soon as I could hear the, the the birds chirping and stuff outside. I knew I was back. I knew it. I knew it. I didn't waste a second. I I didn't think. Well, as soon as I got back out of my out of them phases, I just I jumped right back into my life. Like I never live in those moments. Like though that that's gone. Even if it's coming again, I don't even look forward to it coming again. When it comes, it's gonna catch me off guard. You you gonna catch me slipping? Cause I'm gonna be living every moment in between that. Mm. And that's how I got myself back. Every moment in between those moments, I was living. I was working. I was doing what I had to do. I was homeless. I lost everything. I owned a house. I had a Porsche. I had I mean, everything you could imagine. I had all that shit. I made $150,000 a year. 
I'm a black person. I had all that shit. I had good credit. Everything. I lost everything. I was homeless. My family was my family was so happy to see me doing bad that nobody wouldn't even let me sleep in their house. They watched me sleep in my car so they could laugh at me. But then when I got out of my car and now I got my own place again, I got a free bedroom. You feel me? And they still living with their mama. They still begging for somebody's couch to sleep on. Mm. You feel me? So every moment. The hustle guy. Every moment. Every moment. Like speechless. Like this is like a lot to just take in. Like y'all just got to recognize what's going on around you. And you got to go out there and get it. It's no explanation. But it's out there. Yes, exactly. So you guys just heard so much about the hustle guy. So to wrap things up, um, where can everyone reach you? Like, I want to put you on some other people's shows, some other people. Like, what's your? Yes, let's do it. What is your? Man, I, man. Okay, check this out. I got two Instagrams. Don't judge me. My first one you go is is Bappy, but I say I say whatever's on my mind, so you might get your feelings hurt on there. You don't even know me. That's G underscore underscore T H A A N G G G thing. And then my other one is Official Hustle God. And you can catch my website officialhustleguide.com. Become a powerful creator.org and check out my book. I got an album that just dropped 9 11 called Awaken Me. It's an album about my awakening experience. You can go check that out. You can go check my book out. The book is not about my life, but it's a story that I use in my life to come back to become a powerful creator myself. You feel me? And uh, check my email, lrgourl at gmail.com if you want to hit me up on the email. And that's also on my website. And y'all, boom, everything, boom. everything she said, don't worry. In the description of the show, I will provide her social media links. Um, and yes, support her. Like, DM her, inbox her, and let her know that your prayers is with her and you are there to support her, okay? And if you're going to... Take our prayers. This right here should be an eye-opener. This right here. So my last question before we wrap things up in two minutes. Give the listeners three secret ingredients to be successful. Ambition, discipline, focus. Woo! Woo! I, I, she, she thought I had that, that plan. So she already, look, <laughs> she, thought I had. That, she already had that ready, y'all. She didn't even have to think about I'm it. I'm stay ready. Because she I'm stay ready. Like, she's living by her purpose, and that's what she's doing. So, guys, that was all for today. Make sure you guys tune in every Monday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. And it's Shanti Halina. Hey, we out. Thanks for having me.